There are times when we even get mad, angry at the awakening process. It can feel so opaque, frustrating, confusing, like we can't find a way in. Like all these words we listen to seem to point to nothing. And yet, something is driving us. Something is driving us to explore. Something is driving us back to the words. Something is driving us to look deeper. Now, the thing that's nice about anger is it's authentic. The thing that's dangerous about anger is it can be easily misdirected and be quite destructive. But it's not a bad sign. Ultimately, it's a sign that you're in good territory, as long as you're not directing it at others. It means that some identity structure, some boundary internally is being threatened, is being pushed. And that's what happens when we engage this process, this awakening process, earnestly, sincerely. At some point, we will come up against this barrier of rage. Now, it's also tied to fear often. And sometimes, depending on our past or just the way our personality is structured, we will become angry to prevent ourselves from feeling fear. But they're quite intertwined. And that's okay, of course. But it can be helpful to also investigate if there is some fear there as well. Fear of going beyond, fear of letting go. And that fear of letting go may be simply, although it doesn't feel simple, simply the fact that in this moment, there's something we're taking ourselves to be that we're starting to move beyond. And that can cause a pretty intense fear. But also, for some of us, we've had things in the past, events, traumas, that told us, taught us, that we always have to be in control. We always have to know which way's up and which way's down. We always have to be paying attention to ourselves, how we're handling ourselves, and to others. And this is a survival mechanism. It's intelligent. It's adaptive. It was part of our upbringing in some cases. So often there's an extra layer of this fear intertwined with anger for someone who's had traumas. But either way, this is not an impenetrable barrier. The key insight in both cases is that ultimately here, when it comes to traversing the identity barrier, there's nothing to fear. The way it's interpreted on one side simply isn't the way it is. It's just the opaqueness that the mind doesn't like, that I can't know what's beyond. And the mind can't. But what it actually fears 
isn't there. It's an illusion. So, at some point that will be digested. Sometimes we just have to go directly into that intensity, the fear or the anger or both, the frustration, and just stay there. Learn to be okay with it in the moment, in the moment of sitting with just ourselves, or as Bodhidharma did, facing the wall. Nothing to distract, no other people to get in the way, to distract us, to threaten us. It's just you. Knowing at some level of your identity, or actually, knowing at some level beyond your identity that you have the capacity for this. You have the capacity for insight. Doesn't matter what you've been through. That pole star, that guiding thread of insight can carry you through the most intense fear and anger. So just feel it. If it's too intense, get up, move around, come back later. At some point you'll be able to sit with it fully. And then notice the thoughts about it. What is the story of that anger? It's about me, it's about you, it's about this and that, past, it's about the present, about other people. These are thoughts. It's not about any of that. It seems like it's about that, but it's not. So what happens when we let go of the thoughts? We're left with the raw experience. And that raw experience is powerfully transformative when we don't touch it with thought. When we don't touch it with interpretation. And as we rest in this raw experience, at some point it'll become calm. It may still be somewhat intense, but there's a calmness that starts to percolate up into your experience. A sort of calm at the center of the storm. This is your birthright. You always have access to this peace and this is what you want. This is what everyone wants. So is it okay if the peace is there at the same time as the intense emotion? Sit with it and find out. You might be pleasantly surprised. Now from here, just patience and following that instinct that tells you to just sit. Don't think, don't analyze, just feel, sit, feel. That's often enough. Give it some time, but also notice time is a thought. So you don't have to think about that. Now other times, it can be helpful if your instinct tells you when you come to this place of calm within the storm, this place where that insight that there is something here beyond you, beyond all the drama of life, all the pain of life. 
you could ask a question. Who am I? Beyond all thought, beyond all experience, beyond all past, beyond an all analysis. You could also ask, what am I? Beyond all thought, beyond all conclusion, beyond all analysis. You could ask, what is my original face? Knowing that the point isn't to imagine a face. The point isn't to analyze. What is my original face before my parents were born? What is not subject to time? What is not subject to being and non-being? And, importantly, and, it's right here. You can only reference what's right here when you ask these questions, or you're not properly utilizing them. You see how quiet it gets? How singular? Simple. Suddenly it doesn't matter what the mind is saying at all. It doesn't matter what the body's feeling. There's a very powerful force at play or in play. But its power is in its silence. It's unmovingness. In that it's untouched, unsullied, unstained, unfettered. It's not a principle, not a thing, not a way of being, not a way of thinking, not an experience. All of those are simply interpretations, effects, iterations. What is without iteration? What is neither cause nor effect? see that none of it is you. None of it is that which neither comes nor goes. Because anything you can interpret or perceive comes and goes. Don't land on any perception. Don't land on any conclusion. Take this all the way through. 